Today I have Chase Diamond uh, with me. He is a the co-founder of Boundless Labs, which primarily focuses on e-commerce, email marketing, and CBD uh, company growth. Thanks for joining with us, Chase. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. How are you? Good, good. Uh, Chase, I, this is the first time I've actually ever met, talked to Chase. Chase came highly recommended by uh, one of the co-founders of AdLeaks, uh, Sean Brown. A um, little bit more, so you've known Sean for about two years now? Yeah, so a couple Shepard. of years. Okay. Yeah. Met him through Nick. Awesome. Nick's a great guy. Yeah, he really is. He's a man. So we'll wait for a couple of people to get on here, and then we'll go ahead and get started. Awesome. What's the weather like in Orange County today? Uh, I I actually haven't been outside, but it's it's sunny, um, nice. It's, it's been colder in the mornings. And I say that you know, being from California, wherever else is freezing, but it's been like forties or fifties in the mornings lately, which is cold for us. Probably what in the tens or twenties for you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's cold for sure. We got a couple feet of snow on the ground and crazy. Um, uh, somebody said I'm blurry. I'm on hardwired connection and my speeds are 100 megabytes. So I, I don't think I'm gonna be able to do anything about that. Chase is yeah. a lot better looking than me anyway. So you don't want to look at me. <laughs> you're, you're clear from my eyes. So I, I I'm, clear, I'm clear on mine. It might be the other person's connection, but very well could be. Uh, all right. So we have about nine, 10 people in here. We'll go ahead and get started. I don't know even know who this is messaging me. It's like a, it's like a foreign number. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Lars, I'm on hard connection. I don't know why it wouldn't be clear. No idea. I'm hardwired. See. <laughs> All right. All right. So yeah, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, so the, the one thing that I, I was checking out a little bit about you and doing a little bit of research, and I'm kind of interested to find a little bit more about this, but on your guys' website, boneslabs.io, it says that you own and run GaryVanerchuk.com. Yeah, that's something we get a lot. So um, Gary's name is actually spelled a little bit differently. He doesn't have that last C at the Chuck at the end. Uh, everyone, everyone thinks he does. So... Um, I bought that domain in an auction because all of the reporters, all the media companies, everyone types in that name into Google. He's getting a ton of backlinks. So uh -huh. I bought that domain and I've actually tried hitting him up like a bunch of times just saying like, Gary, I want to give you this domain. I just want a conversation with you. Like, come on. And he hasn't responded. Um, so it, it's funny. It gets a lot of backlinks. It was something interesting. I spent like a Saturday for four hours, bin this thing up. And I think I paid like 400 bucks for it. So really, I saw that and I was like, Holy shit! This guy owns like okay. He must work with Gary. <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't realize the spelling was wrong. No one does. That's that's the great part. So I, I probably had this conversation at least two or three times a day. That's funny. Um. <laughs> all right. Well, actually, one of the one of the people in here, uh, the founder of Ad Zombies, uh, is really good friends with Gary. Do you yeah. know, I don't know why I'm having a, a freaking blank right now. Yeah, my, my goal is to give Gary the domain in exchange for like a meeting or a podcast interview or something, right? Like I, I don't even need to sell it to him. I'm tr I've been emailing him and tweeting at him like, Gary, I got a domain that's different than your name, but a lot of people think it's yours. Like, let me give this to you. 
I'll I'll hook you up with somebody that knows him pretty well. Maybe they can. Uh, I'll uh, afterwards I'll do a direct message with one of his friends that can probably put you right in touch with him. We uh, might have to have another conversation after if anything happens with that. That'd be really interesting. <laughs> That's funny. It, it fooled me. I put it in the I put it in the thing because I thought it was real. I was like, wow, this guy does scary stuff. So yeah, yeah. Ap ap apologies about that. Oh gosh. Okay, somebody keeps calling me a messenger. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. I think we have quite a few people in here. We're about 13. So if you guys have any questions in relation to email or anything CBD, go ahead and drop all of your stuff down in the comments, and we'll get to the questions at the end. Um, so go ahead and just feel free to start dropping them in. We'll kind of uh, cover them as uh, we go along. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Boundless Labs? Uh, how long you guys have been around, when you got started, all that kind of stuff. Awesome. Yeah, so Balance Labs has been around for just shy of two years. We've been around for about 20 months. And today we work with 30 e-commerce clients. So our brands range from six figures to kind of eight figures in annual revenue. And typically the email work that we do accounts for about, you know, a quarter to a third of their total revenue, right? So it's pretty significant. So mm -hmm. most of our brands have been with us for about six months or doing, you know, 25 to 30% of their revenue from email, which is really great i mean that allows these people to have so much more money to invest back into the top of the funnel and i know that's what really your audience is really focused on so by leveraging email and basically acquiring you know new customers that you already have on your list yep. and getting people that have purchased from you already to buy again is a great way to untap a ton of new revenue to reinvest back into the top of the funnel what do you guys primarily use for your email marketing platform uh, we're pretty exclusive to Clavio or, or Clavio, I can pronounce it, but um, that really is our ESP of choice. Um, we've been using them for years. Uh, we're a partner of theirs. Um, we're kind of alpha and beta testing a lot of their features before they come out. And we're even recommending and kind of suggesting things that we want, and they're building it for us. So we found a really great fit with them. Okay. Have you ever used Drip? Um, very infrequently. We've used it for like one client in the past. Um, again, it's like one of those things, like when you become a master of a platform, um, you know, you, you really know that platform in or out. It's kind of hard to shy away from. So mm -hmm. we've really been teaching our team on Klaviyo. Um, again, this probably isn't a great example, but like if people are so good at Facebook and Instagram, you know, I'm sure they could do Google, right? But it's not really something that they do as well. So for us, while we do email, we're great at Klaviyo. Uh, we, we understand email, right? So we could use Drip, we could use MailChimp, but our preference really is strongly on Klaviyo. Yep, no, that makes sense. It's funny you say that because a, a lot of people in this group are big time into Facebook, but they don't know how to do Google. So I just had to, <laughs> yeah. to take that jump because it is a different ball game. So it makes sense. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, really kind of like I've had two agencies in the past and the thing that I've done differently with this agency, which has been really great for us as a business and also for our clients is specializing, right? So in, in agencies in the past, I offered every service under the sun and we did well, but I felt like every time I walked away from a conversation like this or with a prospect or with a friend or family, no one really understood what I did, right? By telling people I did everything, they really in their minds heard I did nothing, right? You know, the whole jack, jack of all trades, master of none thing. Um, we're now kind of being very conscious and focusing just on email marketing for e-commerce. It's allowed us to be the experts. And when we walk away from this conversation, Justin, you're going to remember me as Chase, the e-commerce email guy, right? So the next time that you have someone on your mind that needs email, you're more likely going to think of me. Other, If I told you I did everything, you're going to forget about me. So that's oh, okay. been our effort and focusing. So I get it when people focus on 
Instagram and Facebook and want to become the best, like it's such a beast of a platform. You might as well focus in and be the best versus kind of good. Yep. No, that makes sense. Um, do you guys mainly do most of your clients? Are they on Shopify or do you have what kind of platforms are you guys dealing with on the back end? Yeah. Of the 30 clients, I would say 27 of them are Shopify and the remaining few are like, you know, Magento, WordPress, and WooCommerce. That's kind of like the two or three others. Um, but Shopify is personally our preference. Um, but yeah, it, it, that's just us. How's the integration with Magento for Klaviyo? Um, Magento and WordPress and WooCommerce, they do integrate. It's just not as seamless. So sure. one example, like uh, if you're using Shopify and Klaviyo, you could add custom snippets to your store fairly easily that enable you to do a browse abandonment flow and an abandoned cart flow yep. uh, on Magento or WordPress or something else. You could do those, but they're a lot more technical. Like you would actually have to hire like a developer and build something fairly custom. Or with Shopify, you literally just grab a snippet of code, yep. you load it into one of your product liquid, you know, theme templates, and it's easy, right? Um, so Shopify, for that reason, really is great. It makes it so much easier. Yep, for sure. Magento is a nightmare. I can well imagine yeah. what time development that goes into integrate that and cost for a developer to do that. Do you have any idea? No, I don't. But I mean, a lot of the clients that we work with are or older clients, right? They're older in terms of them as people and older as them as like they've been around for so long and they're just so afraid of change, right? Um, a lot more of the Shopify brands are brands that have been around for one year, three years, five years, where I've noticed like a lot of our legacy clients, and they've been in business since the 90s, right? Or early 2000s. Um, so I don't know how much they're currently spending, but I got to imagine like the amount of money they spent, especially starting back then was probably cost them a fortune. Yeah, I I can about imagine. So makes sense. <laughs> Which I, I have yeah. a couple clients that have been on Magento that have almost gone bankrupt from a switch just from going to Magento. Revenue <laughs> just took a complete dive. 10, 15 developers hired. Nobody could figure it out. So ended up having to switch them to Shopify to basically send, save their business after like a six-month steady, you know, steep, steep decline. So it's definitely a, it's a beast in itself, that's for sure. It's a nightmare, yeah. Well, let's talk about let's talk about the reason why we're here going a little bit into some email marketing strategy. Um, what what is kind of your what obviously there's a lot of email marketing companies out there. Um, AdLeaks has one that you know we partner with, uh, which I'm sure you're aware of because um, they're in all of our groups. But what what differs differs you from the average? Email? I mean, there's you know there's a lot of digital marketing agencies. There's a lot of email marketing agencies. What really sets an email marketing agency apart in your mind um, to really, you know, say we're really, really different than your average person. Yeah, I think a couple things, right? Like my whole career has been email focused, right? I think a lot of people came from a different background and are like, oh, email's great. It's not as competitive as a landscape as paid acquisition, right? There's so many paid Facebook and Instagram agencies out there, right? It's such a sexy thing. I think email, while there obviously are you know, a handful of really solid companies, it's a lot less open, right? There's a lot less crowded in the space. Um, so for someone that's been in email, like I have, I mean, I've touched all aspects of email. So to kind of go into that deeper, the first part of my career was I did cold email. So I was sending millions and millions and, you know, probably sent 10, 20 million cold emails in my career with an average open rate of 50 to 60%. Um, people aren't even getting that on their opt-in list, right? And I found a way to do that with cold email on the B2C side. Mm -hmm. um, so my background really is scaling B2C communities through cold email. So I built an email. 
Uh, I built an email travel series called The Discoverer, and I grew that from zero to 500,000 email subscribers in 10 months, largely on the back of cold email. So I think really where I come from is like using email on an acquisition uh, perspective um, and also using it from a community's perspective, right? What do customers want to hear? They don't want to see a product promotion every single time they get an email, right? You have to really mix up the content. Um, and for us, there's about nine different buckets of content that we send for campaigns. That's everything from like current events. So one of our clients just did about $40,000 in 24 hours by having a Super Bowl apparel kind of built out, right? So they had print on demand. They had designs for the Chiefs. They had designs for the Niners. We had everything queued up. As soon as the Chiefs won, we sent that email out to the list. And that did about $40,000 you know, in 24 hours, right? So that was a really great thing that not a lot of companies take advantage of. I think I saw one other company in my inbox did that, and it was Dick's Sporting Goods. Um, and I'm on thousands and thousands of lists. So I think coming from the perspective of like community and content and education, we're doing things in a different way than a lot of other people. Other people are just bashing across in their list with promos. And yeah, you, that works to an extent, right? There's a lot of list fatigue that happens with that. Um, so, so long-winded, what I'm trying to say is like, I think my background and obsession with email, and that's all I ever know. I've never run an ad, you know, I don't do SEO, I don't do influencers, right? I'm never gonna do those things. So I think that obsession, um, really kind of connecting with business owners and understanding like who they are, what their goals are, and other aspects of their business that tie into email is really important. Um, and we treat clients as if they're our own companies. And again, I know a lot of people say that, but I really mean that very genuinely and authentically. Um, sure. We've really been kind of mindful about our growth. So we work with 30 clients. We've been in business for two years. You know, we probably could be working with 50 or 100 clients right now. But we're very conscious of how we scale the business because as you bring on a bunch of new people, right, the quality typically, you know, sacrifices. Or for yep. us, like we've spent extensive amount of time with the people on our team, training them and holding their hand. And then the last thing I think I'd mention is, as I said this before, is like we're in Cahoots kind of in a partnership with Clavio where we're the first company that's partnering and testing different software and different things. And we're also getting a lot of the ideas that we have built and other agencies aren't coming up with those ideas and things. So they don't even know they exist. Um, I think those are a few of the reasons why like we're different and, and why we're, we're doing really well. Do you guys do a lot of, so you, are you doing a lot of cold email acquisition? So less of that today, the reason being is like, as I scale my business, that's something that I'm so good at personally, but it's a really hard skill and a really hard thing to teach. So a lot more of our stuff today is really on like opt-in kind of traditional e-commerce email marketing. So for example, Justin, if you have a brand and you sell skincare and you have 100,000 people on your list, we will help you engage and nurture and convert those people on your list. And we will get those people on your list to also share it with their friends, right? Inherently, if you have a good product, word of mouth is already happening, but we run things like an ambassador program and a referral program that gets you incentivized to even share more, right? So if you're already starting to tell one or two people, we're gonna to try to get you to start sharing with five or 10. So we, we don't do as much cold email today. We do do cold email for our own communities and our own kind of B2B client acquisition, not as much on the consumer side. Yep, sure, that makes sense. What, so what strategies do you got? Like what, let's talk strategy and let's talk like actual growth right so a lot of people run facebook ads or running google ads they have the you know the average pop up on their website that pops up yeah they're, they're building their list just through actual traffic to their website but they're not focusing primarily on the front end of email opt-in getting them into your email flows 
um, building out your flows properly to actually move the customer down some type of funnel to the path of conversion to really start building that LTV. So what what are you guys doing in terms of strategy on the front end that you would say your average agency isn't doing? Walk us a little bit about how you're collecting emails, how you're tying that into traffic, what your flows look like, yeah. um, that kind of thing. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, everyone's doing the average like pop-up right under 10% off. Yeah. Um, a lot of people with email, especially like on pop-ups and automation, in their mind, it's set it and forget it. And that's, I think, the biggest mistake, right? Do you always have to be testing the pop-ups, the flyouts, the embedded subscription things on blog posts at the bottom of your site? I think a lot of people set it up once and don't ever pay attention to it. So for us, we're pretty active. Like, you know, for Valentine's Day coming up, we're having a Valentine's Day pop-up, right? Like, we're, we're very playing to the season and the trends. And as things happen, right, like if in a slow season, you know, we might incentivize people more on the front end where, you know, during Black Friday, Cyber Monday, we might not do any discounts. But during the time right now where it's a little bit slower, we might be kind of leaning in with a heavier discount, right? So just being very aware to the seasonality of a business, kind of to the seasonality and trends of consumer purchasing behavior. Um, so we do a lot of testing with forms on an ongoing basis. It's, it's a monthly thing. It's, it's always happening. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that's one. Um, we're also leveraging forms in, I think, a pretty unique and interesting way. So when you're on Clavio, they have uh, predictive analytics that they claim can tell you when someone's expected to order within the next two weeks. So we're actually creating out specific segments within Clavio and showing pop-ups to that audience that's likely to purchase in the next two weeks. Um, so the next time, Justin, you come to our site, if you're in that group, you're going to see a pop-up that no one else outside that segment is going to see. It's going to say, Justin, welcome back. You know, here's 15% off on your next order. This code's only valid for 24 hours, right? Hmm. Uh, and, and no companies are doing that. We see websites as re real estate, and you have to use pop-ups as billboards, right? Um, so we're communicating with different groups. So for example, if you purchase from us, Justin, today, the next time you come to our site, if it's in the next one week, we'll have a pop-up that literally just says, hey, thank you for your recent purchase. It means the world to us, right? You, you never see those, right? You've never yeah. seen that in your life. So those are things that we're, we're doing that I think are very differentiated because other people don't think like that, right? Um, and the reason that we think about that is like we've done a lot of stuff in the past, like with push notifications. So we know, you know, that really works. Um, so that's, I think, the first question you asked around like the traffic kind of acquisition. Yeah. Um, the next piece you asked about is kind of like the funnel and the flow. So again, obviously, someone enters their email into a pop up or a form that triggers them then into a welcome flow. So they'll typically get about four to five emails over the course of the first, you know, one to two weeks. That's really about educating them and nurturing them on your brand, who you are, why you're, why you're different, kind of how it is that you're doing it, what, what matters, um, any social proof. You know, we've got a thousand five-star reviews. We've been featured on Esquire magazine, CNN. Um, you know, these are the influencers and celebrities that we partner with, right? So it's really about building that trust to be able to ask for that sale. So that's really the first step that we do. And again, at any step in the way, if someone converts from one of those emails, they'll then get booted out of the welcome for non-converters into the kind of the post-purchase, you know, thank you for your purchase, Justin. You know, this is more info about the product. This is how you use it. Um, and teaching people about that, right? So um, I know you mentioned CBD earlier. We do work with a lot of CBD companies. One thing that we do post-purchase is teach people how to use the product. That's for a couple of reasons. One, and make sure that the product works, right? If yep. people are consuming this daily, that's how they're gonna get the most benefit from it. Two, if they're using it daily, that will then set up a replenishment flow that we build, you know, 25 days later, because we know that you're gonna consume that 30 day subscription within a short amount of time, right? 
So 25 days out, we could say, hey, Justin, if you followed our directions of consuming this daily, you've probably got about five days left of this. Make sure you reorder this product so that way you don't run out. The, the importance of this is consistency. Um, so there's a lot of flows that we do. The other thing is like, I think a lot of agencies and companies only build like the core flows because they don't know that there's more. There's nine core flows that we build. And then there's another nine more that we build that are more advanced. Before, so, we, before we get into that, I have one comment question on what yeah. you said earlier, which I think is actually pretty fucking amazing. And I'm surprised that I never thought about it. I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> if I just logged into my Clavio and I'm kind of looking at like at, a, at one of our main pop-ups and within there, kind of like what you said is how you're showing different pop-ups to different segments. Yep. Uh, I think that's pretty genius to be honest. So when I come into that pop-up, I see where you can actually do that, where you just choose a list or segment. Yes, under the behavior. And I, and I assume, and I've never done this before, so this is more of a question for you. Can you use like the variable placeholders in your pop-ups like you use in your emails, like bracket, bracket, hey, first name, bracket, bracket, and it will actually say their name in the pop-up as well, I would assume? Only yeah. if you have an existing profile, which you're showing to a segment. So in theory, that should work, or does that not work? No, unfortunately, that's a big miss. So that's actually something that we, so we've been testing like these pop-ups kind of like we're talking about right now over the past like six to eight weeks. And that's been a request to Clavio. It's like, we need to be able to leverage dynamic fields in a pop-up because dude, like that will take the conversion and the performance of a pop-up from, you know, 5% to 10%, right? Like that's going to inherently, you know, at least double potentially because it's going to feel very personal. Um, so that's something that they said that they're now working on for us. Um, and again, that's one of the things that since we're one of the few people that, that have done that, I can't say we're the only person doing it, but I got to assume we're one of the few. That's a, that's a feature that we're going to know about first and we're going to be able to tackle first. And again, our whole thing is like, if we can do these things first that people don't know about before everyone does it, that's where we win. Um, sure. Another thing that we're focused on for this year that we're in the very early stages of testing is AMP technology for email. So are you familiar with kind of accelerated mobile pages? Yep, um, yep. So AMP technology is now available with Clavio, and we're gonna be one of the first people to actually roll that out. I haven't seen anyone doing it. And that's gonna allow emails to be a lot more interactive and engaging. Um, so that's something I'm really excited about as well. So long story short, like at the end of the day, like we're focused on going above and beyond where I think a lot of other agencies are focused on doing enough. We're obsessed with doing that next step um, that no one else is doing. And that's really why we've had great retention. We've had clients that have worked with us since day one, right? A lot of our clients have been with us for almost two years, um, and I don't think they're ever going to leave us because we're always innovating. We're never content. We're never happy with where we're at. Okay. Quick. So another side note on pop-ups. Are you guys using slide-outs or using pop-ups? What are you guys using in terms of the type of form for Clavio? Uh, we, we use we use three forms. So the most popular is the the pop-up, right? Everyone does that, everyone knows that. Um, we're also using flyouts, which again, it just says exactly that. So if you're looking at like the bottom right hand of your screen, that will literally just kind of you know, pop out and kind of like fly out in a very unobtrusive way. So we'll, we'll do things like that. And check, we'll also, out the, check out the web URL. I don't want to, I don't want to say it on here because I have a, uh, something with the client, but check out the URL I just sent you in Messenger. And look at that. That's a Clavio pop. Have you ever seen anything like that? I'm going to check right now. Um, and while, while I'm checking it, the last thing that we do do um, is we do like embedded subscription forms. So typically people have that place at the bottom of their website. Um, other times they'll have that like embedded into yeah an actual blog post itself. Mm -hmm. um, 
Sorry, I'm just going to check right now. Let's see. I don't know. I won't name the name, but let's see. It's basically like a full width modified it in the CSS of Shopify. So it's like a full width, full length banner on the bottom, like 30, 40 pixels high. Uh, I'm waiting for the pop-up, but this site's really clean, man. I, I love it. Okay. Yeah, I see it. Like, yeah, that's that's a really cool, right? It's, it's very clean. It's not, you know, intrusive. Like, I, I like that a lot. I haven't I haven't actually seen anything it's not you have to like modify the code to actually be able to do it but instead of being like a traditional square they basically yeah. take it you know and it's about this tall on your screen and it's spread across the width of the screen yeah and it's clean and like it scroll like as you scroll right it stays there but it doesn't yep. do anything so yeah i i think this is awesome man this is sick. actually because pop-ups pop-ups are essentially in theory borderline against facebook's terms of service so um, many people don't know that but I've actually had two accounts go down for it. They don't, I don't think they police it very hard, but they can always use it as a reason. So we just, we, we avoid using any type of pop-up and only stick with fly out. That's to be honest, that's not actually ever something I knew or heard. I've, I've probably worked with 50 brands or hundred brands, you know, on the email side. I've actually never ever heard that. So that's super interesting. Yeah. And it, it kind of, it's, it's, it's gray. Like in theory, if it's like, they don't, Obviously, it's with Facebook's terms of service. They don't give you the full picture, but anything that's like somewhat determined, determined entrapment where they actually have to click out or close and you can't just, yeah. um, you know. So we've actually had, I think about a year and a half ago, I had two accounts go down for it, wow. uh, which was verified by the, by the policy team. And it was like just a local furniture store was one. So, I mean, it was nothing like nothing crazy, but they can they can use it and after that we just switch to basically the full width you know slide out like that so yeah it looks great and you're, you're compliant so even better yeah uh let's talk about the flows now so uh, like i think the average person like what you're saying uses you know your added card flow yeah your product view flow and you know i i think uh nicholas harvey was saying well everybody does that yes but i think in terms like i would say we use the traditional flows, but we also modify them. So we use like a three email abandoned cart series flow, maybe even mixed in with a one-time per like a new purchase gets a different discount versus, uh, you know, so you'd have two different branches of that. They, the never purchase would get three emails, then has purchases get three emails. You would give a bigger discount tiering it out as you go down the three email for the never purchase versus an, uh, an existing customer because it's harder to acquire a new customer. So talk to us a little bit about traditional flows and kind of uh, what you're doing that you think other people aren't doing and then how you guys are modifying those flows to really stand out, I guess. Yeah. So again, like there's kind of nine core flows that we build. And again, you, you mentioned a number of them. So it's like the welcome series for non-buyers. It's the abandoned checkout, it's the abandoned cart, the browse abandonment, the customer thank you, customer win back, kind of a cross sell slash upsell a product review request and like a sunset unengaged subscriber flow. Yep. So they're all like fairly basic and we're just really um, always testing, right? We're always testing the subject line. We're always testing the content. We're always testing the offers, right? So there's a lot of advanced things that we do in terms of like the testing. Um, so, so those are all fairly basic. I'd actually rather tell you a little bit more about some more advanced flows because I feel like those other flows, you know, people could do and are doing, but yep. some of the advanced flows that we do um, kind of, along the lines of what I mentioned before, uh, we have this thing called the welcome back flow. So if we have someone that's unengaged on our list, we'll drop them some ads on Facebook and Instagram. Again, we don't do that, but whoever 
the top of the funnel team is, we'll show them ads. And our whole goal is like, these people were engaged at least once. We don't want to send them too many emails because by them not engaging, that actually hurts us more than that helps us. So we'll sure. say 10,000 people that we're showing um, ads to that were on our list previously. When those people again come to our website, we'll almost make them re-opt in like, hey, well, here's a welcome back offer, 15% off, enter your email here. And then they almost go through kind of like a, a tweaked welcome series where it's like a welcome back flow. The whole goal there is they know they've been through the welcome flow, they bought from us before. This is all about driving conversion. Um, so that's kind of a cool thing that we do that's a little bit more advanced, I'd say, than most people are doing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. Um, another thing that we're doing um, is kind of this thing around like product category interest tagging and kind of collecting people's info um, based off products that they've either purchased from or products that they've uh, expressed interest in. Um, so again, like if, if we have, let's say, a, a toothbrush company and they sell toothpaste, a toothbrush and chargers or accessories, right? If people have purchased from one category, um, we're, mar we're, autom we're automatically tagging their profile with that category. So A, either we could send them more content related to that ca category, whether that's education or upsells or whatever, um, or B, we could kind of say, hey, now that you have our toothpaste, but you don't have our toothbrush, you know, why not do the two together? Let's more advanced like cross-sell slash upsell. Um, we're also leveraging um, kind of gender specific flows. So in like a welcome email or in a campaign, we'll actually create tagging links that if you click like, hey, shop men, shop women, we'll tag you as, oh, Justin's interested in shopping for men's. Again, like Justin, I saw you have a ring. So you might also say you might be shopping for your wife. So that might give us sometimes a false data, but we'll combine that with Klaviyo's predictive analytics where they're able to see if you're likely a male, likely a female, or they're unsure. So we sure. kind of have two things to come in place. And, and instead of just saying like, hey, Justin, you clicked women, but you're a guy, like buy only for your wife. We'll show you all the stuff for your wife first, but we'll also at the very bottom have like, hey, in case you were looking for something for men's, here it is. Just so that way you're not completely turned off for the email. Um, so we do some stuff like that. That's also really cool. And we've noticed a conversion increase when you're speaking specifically to a gender and you're showing them the products that they care about first versus having it scattered. Sure. sure. That makes sense. Are you guys utilizing SMS for Clavio? So we, we haven't been using SMS on Clavio. It's been a little bit more expensive than we wanted. We are using some other platforms for SMS, and it's it's something that we are starting to offer. We've, we've only done it for two or three clients, and we've had some success so far, but we're still pretty early where it's not a service that we're offering to everyone. Our, our whole thing is like we want to be the best at what we do or we're not going to offer it. Two or three clients ask us for a favor of helping them run it, so we've kind of been toying around with it for the past few weeks, few months. Um, it's probably something we will add you know, later this year, but again, I really want to make sure that we are the best at this before we offer it. But Clavio adding SMS is going to be huge. I think they, they charge you seven cents per text being sent to, to wow. recipient, which to me sounded very expensive. That's crazy. It's crazy yeah. expensive. We're working on a deal right now for Emotive, which is a text okay. message platform. I don't know if you've heard of them or not. I think it's like for the one brand that we have utilizing it, and the deal should hopefully be hitting next week. Uh, Christy, if you're watching this, follow up with them again. But basically, it's like three hundred dollars a month flat fee, and then one cent for every text, which I mean is a fraction of the cost of what Clavio is charging. Yeah, so that that's it's unlimited. So I mean, that's one cent unlimited. That's huge. Yeah, I mean, I really would love to use Clavio, right? Because I really see the benefits of being able to send. Let's say you send two abandoned cart emails, and you follow up with a text in that same flow. If someone hasn't purchased, like 
again, you could use some of those things in other platforms, but the fact that it's directly in Clavio, the integration and the syncing, it's just going to be a lot better. It's just hard for me to fathom the fact that people would have to pay seven cents. And that's not just for an MMS. That's not for like, that's SMS, right? Like, I think they're both the same price, which just doesn't make sense either. Do they have that public, like their pricing? Um, I'm not sure. Again, like when we started working with them, like we were part of like the beta offering for it. Um, and they rolled us out the pricing. And we're like, oh man, like we don't even want to dive into this. It's so expensive. So I'm hoping that they're going to lower it. But the last Perfect. time I checked, just looking on their website and seeing if they have anything about pricing on it. Yeah, right here, SMS. Uh, let's say if you do, I don't know, let's do 10,000. Calculate, 700 bucks, so that would be, I felt a basic algebra twice, people. So, <laughs> <laughs> 696. Yeah, so ten thousand times point zero seven is seven hundred dollars. Yep. So it is. Yeah, it's seven set. Is that? I wonder. Is that nation? Is that worldwide, or is that just like U.S.? I believe it's. I believe they're still only supporting the U.S. I think they're starting to open up certain other countries, but obviously every country has different rules around like texting. So there's a lot of hoops and ladders they have to jump through. So I believe it's only available for U.S. customers, and I, I believe you can only send to U.S numbers but I, i'm not positive since i haven't checked on it over the past few weeks yeah hmm. yeah i yeah i haven't heard of anybody really using it yet though i, I have like, uh chronos our ad leaks partner for email they use it or they were in the beta testing as well but i don't know if josh josh actually is actually using it using it for clients or if he was just part of the beta testing or not so Got it. Um, yeah, I haven't heard of Kronos, but we were part of the, the beta test as well, and it just didn't make sense to to try. Hmm. Okay. Well, interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't use it. Not for that price. No. Uh, so one thing that's been coming up with Clavio a lot, and I've heard from a lot of people, is deliverability issues, um, specifically around uh, two things. One, dedicated IP versus shared IP, but also the simple fact that with Clavio you're not setting up, and I'm not an expert in this, Yeah. SPF, DKIM, and like DMARC and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, why doesn't Clavio do that? Uh, that's a that's a great question. I'm, I'm not entirely sure why they, they don't do that. Um, I haven't had truthfully too many deliverability issues with clients. A, a lot of a lot of the things that you could do, again, obviously those are our best practices and those are things that you probably should do. But even if you don't do certain things like that, like you really have to be a great sender, right? Um, you have to be very you know, strict with who you're sending to. A lot of clients, I think in their mind, have this disconnect between, oh, I'm gonna make way more money and do way better if I hit everyone versus, hey guys, we're really focused on sustainability and longevity. We yeah. have to really be strict on only hitting people that are engaged. And that is, that is probably one of the biggest battles with clients is the fact that like they just want to hit everyone on their list because they paid for those subscribers on their yep. email platform and they also paid to acquire them. Um, so we're, we're very, very strict in cleaning the list um, every other month. Like if people have received 20 or 30 emails from you and they've never opened, the chances of them ever opening are pretty slim. And it, and it does more harm to send to those people ongoing than it does you know, if you didn't send to them, right? So we're always cleaning those lists. Um, so I really think like for the clients that we work with by following the best practices, we personally haven't had issues. You know, clients are hitting on the automation side, 50, 60, you know, 7% open rates. And on the campaign side, they're hitting 
20, 25, 30, 35% open rates. So again, obviously like inherently sending through a, a platform like Klaviyo, it doesn't matter which ESP, you're going to get a lot lower open rates than you would if you were sending an email to a friend. Again, and like the way that I did cold email mimic sending an email to a friend, and that's how I was able to get such high open rates. Um, so inherently you're going to have lower open rates on ESPs in general. Um, but, but to answer your question, I'm not sure why they don't require that. I think, I think people probably should do that. I think it's a great practice. Um, but just know that by doing other things in addition to that, like are really important as well. Um, what, so what is your average open rate in, uh, click through rates for email, like on a monthly basis then? So, so again, like it's, it's not uncommon for our clients to hit 50% open rates on automated email. So, you know, the welcome flows, the abandoned cards, things like that. Thank you. Like they're all, you know, 50% or higher most of the time. Um, on the campaign side, it really just depends, but we're pretty meticulous in AB testing. So some clients are hitting 15% probably in the low end. Clients are probably hitting like 35% on the high end. And most I'd probably say are, are hitting about a 25% open rate on campaigns. Um, sure. and, and clients have like tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, even millions of people, right? So it's a pretty significant number. Hey, by the way, my computer is about to die. Do you mind if I run and grab a charger? Oh, go ahead. No, cool. Go ahead. They'll love looking at my sweet face. I'm gonna wear the Alex. I'm gonna win the beard contest too. By the way, I should be definitely winning. Mine's well kept, well kempt. Alex still in here? He fell asleep. All right, sorry about that. Mine was actually gonna die too, and I had to have my wife bring mine down. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. We're good now. I had 2% left, so that was close. Sweet. Sweet. If you guys have any questions about anything, drop them down below in the comments. So the other thing I want to talk about a little bit is about CBD um, <clears throat> shifting. Unless somebody has questions about the email or SMS or anything like that, feel free to drop questions in. On the CBD side, obviously it's borderline gray to run any traffic. So where and how are you guys building email lists for CBD? And talk, talk to us a little, a little bit about that because I would assume that that's got to be a lot tougher than your traditional e-com client. Yeah, it's it, it's tough, and honestly, a lot of uh, a lot of reasons um, that we don't take on clients is because they don't have enough traffic. Uh, we do have a couple people that we work with that have been able to get CBD ads live and kind of like they're stable, right? It's not like they get them up live and they're down the next day and they're playing this kind of constant cat and mouse thing. Um, so we have found some partners that have figured out ways to, tr to kind of, you know, figure it out. Again, I, I'm not an ads guy, so I have no idea what they do with a bit in over my head. Um, so, so we're either finding companies that have really great SEO and are driving a lot of traffic themselves and collecting a lot of leads. They just don't understand email or we're finding partners that do run traffic and we work with them. Um, but yeah, it's hard. Most brands that come to us, it's like, we'd love to work with them. They want to work with us. But they just can't get traffic and therefore we can't make money um, with a list of zero. Hmm. Yeah, we have we had like a new CBD startup come to us about a week ago and literally have nothing, you know, and they're going to just start doing native and they want to do email marketing. And it's like, uh, you guys have nobody on your list. Yeah. Like, you know, sure, if you want to pay us to do nothing. But um, I know CBD with and I think, and I don't know if we do actually have an expert in CBD in the group, 
is basically the big thing is are the, the products that are running on your the ads that you know of are they ingestible or are they topical um they're they're mixed I, I know topical is a lot more kind of lenient and compliant for lack of a better word um i know ingestible they're still very strict on um i, I would say it's it's kind of a, a mix some clients have just topicals other clients have just ingestibles and a lot have both um, and, and when I say we work with a lot of CBD brands, like we're working with like seven CBD slash cannabis brands right now. So it's not like we work with tons, um, but we definitely work with enough. You know, some are like public companies out of Canada. Others are like venture backed or fast growing brands. Um, and a lot of them had enough traffic where it made sense for us to get started. And then we started working with them, like with referral programs and other things to drive more. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard space. I think the people that are winning are going to continue to win are the ones that are able to figure it out now mm. for the chai i see on your website it says you work with chive didn't they go yeah. to business or something what was that didn't the chive like go under i thought i read an article about that or am i imagining no um they, they're they're strong i mean they had a they had an opportunity a couple of years back to actually sell the business for like 100 or 200 million dollars that they said no to um, but no, like they're, they're strong they're great. They've been a client of mine since October of 2018. And I love working with them. They have a, they have a fanatic audience. Like people are so passionate about them and what they do that like, dude, they sell teas that like, I don't think anyone else could sell. It's like, I, I'm shocked that like all the stuff that we do on email is working as well as it is. Um, I mean, it's, it's insane I, about, I think for them, 28% of their revenue comes from email. Um, really? They have a pretty big list, so they're they're a strong client. I, I really like them. What are they? What is the? What is their main like topics of their email? Like, are they selling or informational, and then just mix in like selling from their store? Um, with with them on the campaign side, a lot of it's just like kind of clever graphics and clever product sites that are pushing sales. And they do a pretty good job with that, right? They've got so many people that want to buy everything they come out with and they leverage print on demand, right? So they're, they're able to pump out designs daily. Like um, they don't send every day, they send pretty frequently. Um, and then on the flow side, we have, I think we probably have like 25 or 30 flows built out for them. And a lot more of that's like education. But that being said, like with brands like that, that are selling 20, $30 t-shirts, it's pretty straightforward, right? You're either going to buy it or you aren't like there's not, really a ton of education on like, oh, our fabric's so great. Um, so they, they make my job easy. I like clients with them, like them to make my job easy. Like, oh, yeah, I come here on the store and they got a big old woman with her boobs out with a G yeah. string. Like it makes yeah. you buy a t-shirt. Yeah, that's that's the goal, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, they have a Farley Foley tee, the one from Saturday Night Live. How do you, do you know anything about that when you like start putting like Bill Murray on t-shirts? Like what's... Obviously, they have to have some type of agreement. With yeah, them. yeah. They they have a really strong partnership with Bill Murray. Um, they do like a golf uh, tournament every year together. Um, I think they donate a lot to Bill's charities. Um, so they have a really strong partnership with Bill. So they also have one with like um, Bush, like the beer. They have one a partnership with them. So because people love that company, because they have so many subscribers, you, they get huge brands, right? To get Bill Murray and you know Bush, like that's a huge deal, and sure. that's huge part of them is like they're able to print these things that other people can't and it's so perfect for their audience like whatever whatever they are doing they need to keep doing it because it, it works they've got a great formula i wouldn't i just i couldn't see wearing these shirts in public 
someone I've never actually seen someone wear it in public and I cannot ever imagine it either. I think my wife would kill me. Um, but somehow people do. I don't know where they are, or who they are, or what they do for a living, but um, it's working. There's there's one on here, Rick Moranis in the the Dark Helmet. I can't remember the name of that movie. Uh, it's a funnier than hell movie. What is it? Uh, Spaceballs. You ever seen that? Which one was it? Spaceballs. Oh man, um, old movie. As a kid, I I cannot remember from life of me, but as a kid, I for sure watched that. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh, that's pretty interesting that they're able to spin kind of that whole meme thing into kind of a revenue driver. It's it's crazy. Yeah, I, I can't give away that revenue, but like really healthy e-commerce business. Very strong business. Um, yeah, and it grows, you know, it's growing month over month. And, and they've been around for a, a while, so it's, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Huh. Let me see if there's any questions I haven't looked. Any questions? No questions. Yeah, I have no. any questions. We got a couple more minutes. We'll squeeze them in, but I don't want to hold you too long. So I wish I was more exciting. I wish people had questions. Well, there's a lot of information, and to be honest, I, I, I think our e our our group is not humongous in the email space. So, and this is only going to one subset of our group. So, what I'll do after this is I will take this video and I'll post it in the other groups. Awesome. Like, especially in the ad buyers group, and then I'll tag you in it and awesome. kind of see what uh, comes about from there. So, awesome. And happy to share my email with you now or then so that way if people have questions that they don't yep. want to ask on Facebook. Um, again, happy to answer any, any yeah. questions. Uh, we'll give it a couple more minutes, see if anything, anything else that you think we missed that uh, that's kind of groundbreaking on the email side that you think you guys are doing that's uh, not really leveraged by companies? Um, you know, the pop-up forms is really cool. Creating tagging links and like emails is I think really cool to be able to send. So for example, like with the chive, like their header link has yep. men's, women's, kids and sale. And anytime someone clicks one of those headers, we then drop them into a flow or we say, Hey, Justin, saw that you were interested in our men's clothing. Here are top six hot sellers under $20. Is that uh, a piece of code? Or are you just doing that by like segments and saying, if somebody visits this URL? Um, kind of a hybrid. So it's basically a custom link that allows you to automatically update someone's property. So like it has a, there's like a structure where it's like auto add link, uh, to profile and then fill in these things. So I could send you that after, but it's basically like a link that you add within the email. So just like you would hyperlink, um, the header for men's, like the chivery backslash men's, it would cool. have a link right before it that tells Clavio to add that click to someone's property. So it's all ha happening automatically. Um, and then we'll drop you into this flow and dude, this flow, like the engagement's insane, like 40, 50% open rates and like 20% click throughs. Um, and it has like one to 3% place to order rates yep. um, on that. So I think that's also really cool. Are you guys doing anything with any crazy integrations at all or not really? Um, crazy integrations, not that I can think of. One thing that we're starting to do and we're kind of on the, the beginning of this is like, there's this app called like Drop a Hint. It's pretty expensive. So we're actually going to start building that ourselves and kind of hacking it together. We're essentially, Justin, if you go on the Chive and you see a shirt that you like, you could enter your wife's email um, and some info that says like, hey, Justin's really interested in this shirt. Um, so we're going to start doing some stuff around that, around building some of those things, just because some of the apps right now are so expensive. Like it, it charges you like 
let's say 50 bucks and anytime someone drops a hint it's like 50 cents per hint right if you have a thousand people doing that a month and they're not sure what it does like you, you could spend a lot of money on it so that's kind of something cool that we're we're, we're testing right now so here's an article i'm looking at on the chivas when like kind of reverse engineer this they must have a lot of like affiliate so there's this, this article it says get back in the game with these sweaty sports bras and it's like 36 photos of women in sports bras and then like the very first paragraph talks about it's like a supplement for green lumber which must be a boner supplement okay so I'm assuming <laughs> i'm assuming that they must also have like a lot of affiliate partnerships that they're leveraging sales of for like their traffic. Yeah, I mean a lot of their again without giving away too many secrets, a lot of their traffic A comes from the chive, right? The chive gets 10, 15, 20 million unique visits a, a month. So you get a lot of traffic from that. The chive newsletter always has it in their in their daily newsletter, they have a product that they recommend on the chivery. So a lot comes from that. Mm -hmm. um, they did a substantial amount of revenue uh, through affiliates. Um, in the past, I don't remember if they used like share sale or something like that, but they drove like really, really strong revenue from affiliates. Um, and then obviously, right, they have a lot of social following. You know, they have a bunch of Instagrams. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. It, it, yeah, they, they do a lot of things. They, they spend a lot of money on top of funnel, paid acquisition. They're working on, you know, SEO. So they have a really strong business where there's so much diversification of traffic that um, it just works. Sure. Interesting. Cool. Um, do, 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 do. Let's see if there's anything came in. Well, you got it easy. No questions today. Yeah, I always has questions. So, well, man, I appreciate the time. I will probably post these tonight or tomorrow in ad buyers, and then I'll go ahead and tag you uh, just for if anybody has any questions. Um, Really you know, appreciate it. So yeah, I really like some of the strategies and ideas, especially the the multi pop up with segments. I'm definitely gonna put that into to good use. So good info. Yeah, of course. And if anyone wants to reach me, if they want to just send me an email, my email is chase at boundlesslabs.io. Happy to answer anyone's questions. Um, if no one feels comfortable asking on Facebook. Yeah, man. I well, I appreciate the time. Cool. Hey, have a great rest of your Friday. Enjoy your weekend, man. You too. Thanks, bro. Cheers. All right, bye.